Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, sick. Okay. What's up, right. guys? Welcome to another episode of Lesterns and Loud Noises, where Anthony and Kevin were a little bit stupid and forgot to hit uh, record. How long were we recording until I forgot to press record? So we had, we had a good 45-minute session talking about how decent Michigan was. We just was. talked for 35 fucking minutes without me pressing and whatnot um i think we can just let's just jump into a brief recap all right make we'll, it we'll, short. Do, we'll do left turns <laughs> this is a new segment i created called ltln in five minutes so sure. let, let, let's get it penske sucks um at saving fuel we'll just start there stern yeah. dropped a couple bombs de Benedetto's out of the 95 uh, 14 looks like boyer's staying what was the other one that you just said what we broke on the show and we didn't uh jones the 20 Jones to the 20. Jones is staying in the 20. Um, we recapped uh, Michigan. Kevin Harvick is good. Kevin Harvick uh, is uh, child endangerment. Um, yes, that too. Uh, Daniel Suarez yeah. might make the playoffs now. Jimmy Johnson might not make the playoffs for the first time ever. Um, what else? Uh, Austin Sindrick is really fucking good. He's good. So is Austin Hill. And NBC should not put Parker Kligerman and Dave Burns together in the same booth. <laughs> Um, I mean, in my opinion, they shouldn't. You yeah, like that them. was not my opinion. Um, <laughs> also, enough. NBC didn't have enough cameras at Mid Ohio. I like Road true. Atlanta or Road America. You don't. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we cover? Uh, I'm still mad that you took my fucking dark horse. Still, <laughs> we'll get it. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll redo those. So. Yeah, we'll redo those in a second. So uh, it's not that bad. About it. Um. So overall, decent oh, weekend. The uh, truck week, the truck race. Um, we had uh all of the. We didn't really actually say the all the KBM cars did not make the playoffs. Or oh trucks. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, we actually did something right. Nice. Um, hey, uh, Tyler Ankrum uh spun his tires and Natalie Decker got blamed for it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> classic NASCAR. Austin Hill yeah. wins again. Uh, Ross Chastain kind of should have won that race probably, but uh. You know, I think that we both can say right now, uh, truck playoff favorites. Um, who's who do you think's win the championship? Either Chastain or Moffat. Okay, I think that Chastain's probably going to win it. But if I had to do a dark horse to win it, I think that Matt Crafton could weasel his way into the uh, final four. Ooh. And uh, 
win uh shocker in homestead but i, I don't 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 quote me on that okay. um i literally cannot believe we did not record any of that that pisses me off so much <laughs> but to be fair um this is uh ltln episode 29 today august 13th 2019 my name is anthony dietrich and i'm the worst host in the history of podcasts um I'm kevin i'm the worst co-host because we should have caught that sooner we should have we should have caught that way sooner. but overall um, a decent but overall weekend. this is going to be a very good episode because uh <laughs> we have a little treat for you nerds at the end this is actually perfect honestly because we don't do a lot of nascar episode and we talk nerd marvel stuff at the end so mm-hmm. it's wonderful actually this might be the best episode we've ever done um maybe okay bristol bristol baby Okay, so uh, remember, it goes dark horse, favorite, sleeper. All right, so my... Even though we know our picks. <laughs> <laughs> so my dark horse is going to be Chris Buescher, who ran there super well last year. He, uh, I mean, and he's still on his top 20 streak, so shout out mm-hmm. to that team for doing what they're doing and what equipment they have. Definitely Nine overseeing. straight weeks of top 20s. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, my dark horse was Bubble Wallace. And that's literally just because Bubba has had success there in the past, led some laps very famously in 2018. And Bubba has said he would like to get past lap two this year. So I think that Bubba Wallace makes it all the way to lap 500, top 15 finish. Maybe lap 499 because he's probably going to be a lap down. Yeah, we'll see. We'll would see. not be surprised. Uh, cool it. Cool it. I'm being <laughs> nice to you. Last uh, three Bristol races have had a wreck on lap two. So we're hoping he avoids that. And many other drivers that we like, such as, well, I won't say favorite, but Joey Logano, because he is my favorite this weekend. It's a tough pick and... for you. And I, I honestly was thinking to myself, well, you know, I, I do pick Kyle Busch here a lot. I'm trying to think of the drivers that have had success here in the past. So you look at it, it's like Kyle Busch, Kevin Hart, success, but a driver who has a lot of success on short tracks and also drives for Penske, probably could have won this race in the spring. Brad Keselowski sprung up to me as a favorite. He honestly, um, I mean, actually looking at the stats. Um, wow. Uh, I'm actually looking at the stats right now for Bristol. Do you know who has the best average finish at Bristol? Um, Chase Elliott Name the does. Team. I thought you said who, sorry. I Wait, I actually it. didn't hear what you said. Like, you cut said, out. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I said Chase Elliott has the best average finish amongst active drivers. I wanted to guess. That does surprise mm-hmm. me. He, he ran really good there in the uh, spring and the last night race. So, Yeah, no, he um, – and then Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 13th average uh, – fin- he finishes an average of 13th place. So, I mean, dude, we joke and say, oh, this could be Stenhouse's race dog. This, this could be Stenhouse's race. Could be. Race. Could mm-hmm. be. I mean, Bristol is a conundrum because – like drivers, like Kyle Busch is not even the top 10 of average finishes, and we know how Dom. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's fifth. I apologize. <laughs> Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano are not on this list of top 10 actives. Wow. And they're both our picks. So, well, as long as they don't wreck each other. Your... Yeah, as long as they also don't 20. hit with five to go. That too. Uh, I remember they got into a wreck on lap 20, and I forget which race that was. Couldn't tell you to save my life. You know at who Bristol. has the worst uh, average finish amongst active drivers at Bristol? With three or more starts? Um, uh, Landing Castle? He's, uh, no, he's 10th. <laughs> he's 10th on that list at 29.5. Ryan Truex at a 40.3. Oof. So literally all Truex has to do is just come to the race and finish 
and he won't be. He doesn't even have to finish because it's only no, 40 cars now. Literally, he could just start and bark. Not even, yeah. He doesn't even have to start. Yeah. Just to show up. <laughs> Here's credentials. Right. Okay, my name is Ryan Shurex. I am, I am racing. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. So and then um, my sleeper is other than my home. Redacted. Boy, Kyle Larson. Redacted. It's been redacted. <laughs> With momentum after a third place run at Michigan, headed to his favorite racetrack, has to be a favorite, honestly, just because of his the way he runs here. Like he finished second in the race last year, uh, even though he didn't do that well. I'm pretty sure he did good in the not this spring race, but the spring race last year and the night race in 2017. So. Go, Larson. We are all Kyle Larson fans on this blessed day, I believe. And then... Anthony and my started. sleeper was Ryan Blaney. Because yes. I'm not... I'm not. I'm still very upset he took... I was going to pick Kyle Larson as my favorite. And I decided yeah. not to. And so I after should've... we decided to shit on Penske to open the episode, we ended up picking all three of their drivers for Bristol. Yeah. Because it's Bristol, baby. It's Bristol. Baby. It, it really is unfortunate that we do not have that recording because we were very, very excited for this race. Like it was just like, oh shit, like Bristol, baby. Like we we in this, and uh, yeah. Instead, we just kind of body bagged ourselves. Well, with... there was there was a couple things we didn't talk about Bristol. Um, that I don't even know if you know for the Xfinity race, Eric Jones is actually in it. Oh really? Is he in the eighty one? Yeah, he's in the eighty one. Okay, yeah, I actually have not seen the um the okay. entry list. Um, I just okay, we did what we did talk about is that qualifying will actually be elected for Bristol because the trucks are bringing thirty eight cars for a thirty two car field or truck field, whatever. Um, <laughs> Xfinity has forty two, which I I can't remember the last time I've ever seen forty two drivers trying to come to the race, and this race is carnage too. So okay. for these guys to bring these cars to the track, this is very exciting for me. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, I did not see Eric Jones in the 81. I think I might just have glanced over to that and been like, oh, yeah, sure, Eric Jones. <laughs> it's Brandon Jones, part two. Like, like I was just like, oh, wow, Jim took my advice and decided to clone Brandon Jones. Sick. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, there's a lot of interesting uh, interesting storylines that could come. A Joe Graff Jr. in the 10 for uh colleague. That's colleague. fun. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm all about this shit right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, Bristol this weekend. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully Chase is uh, not going to the Keys this weekend so I can watch the race with him because I know he is very excited to watch some good-ass uh, racing. I mean, we didn't really talk about either, like the potential for um, the the drama we've seen off the track really hit a fever pitch this weekend. I mean, you know, we had uh, Jimmy versus um, uh, Blaney. If anyone's uh, going to get know, pissed off at each other in a race all season, Kyle it's going to be this race. Yeah, it's going to be Kyle Busch and, <laughs> and Bubba if I had to predict anything. I think we'll get at least drama one. We've already seen, but I think there could be drama with drivers we haven't seen yet. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, dude, especially in the trucks right now, with this being the first opener of the playoffs. Oh, true, yeah. Tempers could be flaring. Because Xfinity, no one's going to give a shit if they're taken out. It's like, well, I'm in the chase. The only reason I could see anyone getting upset is like, if somehow by a miracle of God, like Greg Alding has taken the lead and gets punted <laughs> by Brandon Jones, like, nope, I need that playoff spot. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> Actually, now I kind of hope that happens. That oh, Jeb Burton's in the eight this weekend. I didn't see that. Okay, cool. Oh, I didn't see that either. Good for Jeb. Dude, good. Shouts out, Jeb. John Edward Burton. Sure. Jebediah. 
Jebediah Edward Burr. Um, trucks, yeah, playoff start. Xfinity pretty much has that field set, even though there's still like six playoff or six races until the playoffs, and then three left for Cup. We got a interesting bubble battle now with Suarez minus six, Johnson you know minus what? twelve, yeah. and Hungry Man. I mean, I was saying that I think. I think that like Eric Jones, like he's a couple. I think he's about like what seventy points to the good. Yes. The thing is, if I'm Eric Jones, I can't feel super comfortable just because, like you know, everyone's seen this year. It only takes a couple of bad races, and you are all of a sudden that bubble driver. Yeah. You know, Clint Boyer was looking real good early in the season, and it's just gone completely downhill. And I mean, it's definitely got to be. it's a lot of pressure, but I mean, Eric Jones is another driver that could potentially, you know, lock himself into the playoffs. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse could maybe pull off an upset. Chris Busher has been a very consistent driver. I mean, we never know what can happen at Bristol. It could be dominated by a guy that we expect. It could be a pileup that takes out a lot of good drivers. It could be <laughs> fights on the track. Like this weekend is one of my favorite weekends of racing all year. And I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, to the race but um forecast is beautiful oh yeah forecast is beautiful i'm so mad my matt to benedetto joke will get lost forever yeah that was a really do you want to say it again or will it not be it's not as funny because the delivery was just so good i think the delivery is what kills it i don't really i don't really do this anymore (laughs) (laughs) i'm so upset i mean i've never had that mistake happen but now i'm always gonna check and this was the last time that Anthony and Kevin ever decided to do segments. <laughs> um, but speaking of segments, I actually, this is a good opportunity for me because now we can get the segments out of the way. So I wanted to start some new segments. Unfortunately, one of them is uh, going to be Racing Wives for folks that don't watch Racing Wives. But I forgot to watch Racing Wives this week, so we'll do that next week. Um, but the other segment I wanted to do was a little bit of a kind of like, you know, like who's been hot and who's kind of not. And I was, the segment is called um, catbird seat and uh, pissing ice water over a hot stove. Is that what DW says? How, uh, is it peeing pee ice water <laughs> over a hot stove? I'm not going to lie. I've just tried to tone them out the last three years. So <laughs> maybe So <laughs> basically it's like, who's hot and who's, who's on the hot seat right now. So yeah, I'll go first with this one. So my catbirds, and this can be anyone in motorsports. It doesn't have to be a driver in NASCAR. My catbird seat right now, I mean, we haven't really talked about it at all, but uh, it's got to be my boy Alexander Albon. He mm-hmm. has been called up to Red Bull Racing. Um, he has moved from Toro Rosso, and he'll be replacing a uh, legend of the program, Pierre Gasly. Um, and this has been a huge developing story in the f1 world because like in i believe april um red bull racing came out and said pierre gasly's seat is safe and the man doesn't even finish the season in the uh in the second red bull car so this is very interesting um i mean shouts out alexander albon and you know honestly he's had some impressive runs i really hope that this is time to shine obviously verstappen's their guy but i mean i'd like to see both drivers do well i feel like that's a lost art in F1 where both the cars are good. Like even Botas has had some like issues of late. So I don't know. 
Um, as far as uh, pissing ice water over a hot stove, <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be easy to say, I feel like. Um, yeah, definitely some drivers on the bubble. But for me, this week, it's got to be, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson's definitely that guy where it's getting to crunch time. And I know that's an obvious pick, but you look at Jimmy Johnson's career. From the institution of the playoffs in 2004, Jimmy Johnson has never missed the playoffs. Last year, we saw him not get a win, and that was the first time in his career. But this is an opportunity. Jimmy might not even make the playoffs, and that's crazy when you look at it. A driver, a seven-time champion, a guy that's won 70... 72? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was 72. <laughs> or 84. I, one of them. He, basically, a driver that has dominated... At, the, the top level of NASCAR for 15 years could potentially not make the playoffs. It's a huge deal. Also, I would like to also put Kevin Harvick's parent on the uh, hot stove because <laughs> Jesus Christ, get that kid some earplugs. You animals. Right. So for who's hot, um, I'm just going to focus on... Who's in the catbird seat for you? On NASCAR only. I'm going to go with... Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I guess Austin Cindric is probably. Yeah, he's got a lot of momentum coming into the I chase. Mean, two right wins now. in a row. You can't really do better than that. Um, and Cub. Yeah. Who's run really good? Hamlin. It has to be. He's run top five in the last five races. Now, I don't want to say that bodes well because I feel like that's definitely peaking. And the sport's all about peaking at the right time in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we are. Yes. We saw. Chase Elliott did that same thing, five top fives and five races, and then he didn't finish in the top ten for like two months. Yeah, Denny Hamlin is peaking at a 3 p.m. set when he pace himself to 11 p.m. for uh, Mumford and Sons. I, I yeah. think that he, he's, he's peaking at like a fucking star fucker show. So, I mean, he's got he's to gotta cool it. Um, Jimmy Johnson has 83 wins. For who's not, or who's what, pissing on a, piss, piss P- and ice water on a hot stove? Pissing ice water on a hot stove, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Almarola. Ooh, I just, okay. So he's, I haven't really seen, but he's been average much out of him. But like even at Michigan, he got revenge for the 2018 Daytona 500 and took out both RCR cars, mm-hmm. coming to the stage two finish. And I'm like, that was very uncharacteristic. So Eric Almarola is one of the cleanest drivers I can think of. Yeah, he, he waited made, until then to just uh, completely wipe the floor. With I can literally boys. think of, of, what, his 10-plus years in NASCAR. I can think of two mistakes that he has made with the car, and that was at the Dover playoff race last year and then now at Michigan. And I don't know if it's – he just doesn't get talked about a lot, but, like, hmm. I don't know. I just don't – I expect him more out of him this season. I mean, he's still comfortably in the playoffs, and who knows, he could – Make it to the Elite Eight like he did last year. But I don't know. As of now, I'm not really selling them. You know, I honestly probably should have gone with um with the uh who is it, the KBM drivers because neither one of them made the playoffs. Yeah. Because um, that, that, I mean, if you're those guys, like, are you just expecting a phone call from Kyle Busch? And it's just like, hello. He's like, you're fired, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that like, Monday what? morning meeting went. I'm in class. Wish I could have been a fly on the wall. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, I I don't even think I don't think Kyle yelled at them anymore. I just he walked in, just sat there, said disappointed, walks out. And that's it. Yeah, that, that's all he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so rounding out the field, rounding out the field. Yeah, let me uh pull up the subreddit for any 
late breaking stories. So we have. Oh, why uh, is why, I'm sorry. That. I know Jeremy okay, Metfield listens to this podcast. Why is there a, a Landon Castle interview on on the subreddit when there's no promotion here? I'm sorry, but we <laughs> couldn't have our Garrett Smithley interview on there. Okay, Methfield, I see the double standard here. Whatever. Um, we didn't mention during this recording that De Benedetto uh, got tapped yeah, for the I just saw America that. ride in the 18 car. Buddy, could this be it? Could this be the moment we've been waiting for all season? Reddit will literally explode if that happens. Oh my god, I might oh literally god. explode. And I mean, he's got a great chance. He's a great road racer, and he's in yeah, top tier equipment. It's and probably just going to be best, him versus Cindric. That's the best car, besides yeah. maybe the 20 and the, and the 2. And the zero yeah. zero. sorry. I agree. Get the whole big 3 in there. The um, damn, that would be nuts. I honestly hope Matty D gets it. Um, I forgot to also say when I was making my picks, Bubba is running the Warthog paint scheme. We mentioned that before we realized Craig wasn't recording. Um, God, what a sexy scheme. It's going to look great when Bubba finishes in 15th. Um, Hey, that's not a bad run. (laughs) No, it wouldn't be a bad run at all. Uh, Um, Car Shield is sponsored Chastain in all seven truck playoff races. There we go. That's what you like to hear. Chastain's got sponsorship. Attaboy. Uh, oh, that's to Martin oh. George Jr. on his 500th career start yes. last weekend. We did mention in the last recording that Michigan actually had a pretty good audience attendance, which was very rare. Um, a lot of people on Reddit were talking about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, even when they did the post-race interview, like on the track, they normally do a close shot of the driver's face. They did a nice little wide shot and showed that there were a lot more people there, especially for an August race in Michigan than even a normal race. Um and another thing from good news from Michigan, that race was the most watched NASCAR race on cable in two years. Yeah, I honestly don't understand how that happened, but I think you think that we did it, Kevin. You think that we're bringing people back to the sport? I think it's all on us. Yeah, just yeah. Like and it's a no, good I think thing it, this episode didn't suck or anything. Being serious, I think it's the drama from Watkins Glen. Like, mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh no, it's Chase Elliott won." No, he won last year, same race, and then this. Race still got fourteen oh, percent higher. It's it's got to be the drama. Like that shit spreads over the internet. When so when Bubba turns Kyle Bush after going banging doors with him, people are like, you know what? Let me check this out. Yeah, and, and that's what they happens. Did. Yeah, I Dang know goodness. last year's race went against uh like a Tiger Woods filled golf tournament where he was doing really good, but like even then, it's yeah, yeah. Damn, God bless. Um, so that's good. Brandon Brown is running a Dar- Darlington throwback to pay tribute to Labonte's 93 uh, Cornflakes car. You in? Yeah, I saw that. I liked it. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, Chase is running one of my more intrigued schemes this year of the uh, Hooters liquor. I like it because it reminds me of the Trent, uh, the, the Flint Tropics from Semi-Pro. <laughs> it has the same color scheme. It's one of my favorite see, Will Ferrell see, movies. I'm biased towards every Hooters team out there because I'm literally 10 minutes away from the original in Clearwater. Oh, yeah. No, I, I pass by it all the time in Clearwater. I love that flip. But Never been, but I, lo- I do I'm love I'm also Hooters. conflicted because that is an orange and blue paint scheme, and I can't support that. But it's that. not the same blue. I know, but any call it like orange and blue combination, even like the like old golf uh, paint scheme on whatever... Mm-hmm. I got you. I did introduce a couple people to NASCAR over the weekend that do not watch NASCAR. They were familiar with like three drivers. Um, They asked me where Jeff Gordon was, which is a classic 
classic thing that people ask yeah. me, but they 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 looked at Kevin Harvin like, oh shit, he got old, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you turn forty. That's pretty. Um, you know, it was funny, but they they were saying the entire time like, yeah, that that's literal child endangerment. Yeah. Um, thirty years ago today, we lost uh, the legend Tim Richmond. Uh, thoughts and prayers. Oh, so no. one of the most electric personalities and drivers in NASCAR history. Do will, will we ever have another guy like Tim Richmond in NASCAR? I I honestly hope for the sake of like <sighs> you know having someone with the personality of Tim Richmond and maybe we can get that back. But he was so perfect for the eighties. It's like I don't think we'll ever see that again. Obviously, it's a black spot on like Na- it's like a black eye for NASCAR. Like you know, I think we'll have. A I'd driver like some drivers with more personality, but not of his level because Tim Richmond was literally just his own person and yep. he was good as hell, too. I feel like in, yeah. in today's world, with how media is, there would be a lot of backlash and that would affect performance where you really wouldn't have. I don't that know if it would be backlash. Day. I mean, this is a dry like people these days love to overcome adversity. And I mean, well, I don't know. Tim Richmond won three races while, um, like diagnosed with <sighs> HIV. Like, that's unreal. Well, when you compare it to like, like Michael, a personality like that, like just a, such a bold person that, like, not, not talking about AIDS, just like the personality he had okay. like, compared <laughs> to something of like, I don't know, like Odell. Beckham Jr. or something like that. Like he honestly is like a less like Tim Richmond is a more like like good old boy Baker Mayfield, where Baker Mayfield yeah. is a frat star. But like yeah, but so it's much the same type of thing publicity. where he has so much electricity and that excitement too. around him, and he actually is good. Yeah, Odell is a good example, but I don't like to. I mean, I I guess it was the eighties. Everyone was doing cocaine huh. <laughs> and eating pizza. Let me rephrase pizza there just happen to be white lines in that picture oh on today's date 15 years ago uh jeff gordon wins his fourth brickyard 400 career win number 69 was that today's date or like five days ago today's date? five days ago today's date (laughs) whatever still shout out to gordon uh yeah uh noah gragson drove his damaged ass car to a top five yeah, he had a really good recovery. No, I like Noah, dude. He's been doing good in that car. Not okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing. A lot of but... Noah Gragson has a very interesting um, following on Twitter because there's a lot of people that really like Noah, and then I follow a lot of other people who really hate Noah Gragson because he DMs girls and, according to them, stalks them. Um, okay. <laughs> Noah Gragson's also 21. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. And this was me saying if you go to any college, there are dudes sending way worse DMs than anything Noah Gragson (laughs) could ever even imagine with his simple mind. Yes, leave him alone. He's 21 years old. Might be creepy. Just don't. If he if he DMs, you don't respond. Then I don't know. Or respond. Do you? It's 2019. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, Uh, Ford is his dad's not a good person. I will say that. I don't. That's what a lot of people don't like. Dad's not a good person. Ford is unveiling a new 2020 Sony body. Still a Mustang. Yes, I did see that. I did see that. On uh, Thursday, so that'll be interesting. It's still the Mustang, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that, you know, we get a little bit... Uh, it's just an yeah. arrow upgrade, let's be real. <laughs> yes, because Cole Custer has not been doing good enough this year, you're right. Yep. <laughs> um. All right, well, so uh, we, I, wa- I did say it in the beginning of the previous recording but it's dead so uh we did 
bring on my uh, good friend Andrew Krabs to the program to talk about the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we had a great conversation. So congratulations for everyone that listened this far in. We're done talking about NASCAR. It's on to the Marvel talk, and uh, you know we're just hopefully we got you to maybe check out Bristol because it is the coolest race you'll see all year, in my opinion. Besides maybe Watkins Glen. Um, so I'd yeah, say Bristol. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. I have been Anthony. I have been Kevin, and if and... I accidentally call the MCU FSU in the recording. Hey, we got two weeks till the FSU just, season starts. Just so ignore it. Just ignore it. Just, All right. It's go Knowles, baby. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. And without further ado, it's uh, State of the Marvel Universe 2, Electric Boogaloo. Hey, Miss Ponce. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. I finally rest and watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. The hardest choices require the strongest will. Thanos did oh God. exactly what he said he was going to do. What did you do? He wiped out 50% of all living creatures. Call control. Code red. We lost. All of us. Did we just lose? Tony. We're in the end game now. All fathers give me strength. You and I were doing research. That would affect the team. That would end the team. Isn't that the mission? Isn't that the why we fight? So we can end the fight? So we get to go home? Remember this place. Home. Everyone on my position. We have income. I'm not as strong as you. No. You're stronger. Together, you and I, we can kill Thanos. This is gonna work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. All right, we now welcome on a very special recurring guest, Andrew Krabs, back to the show. I have been teasing this for months, ever since Endgame came out, and... Finally, I got around to seeing the new uh, Spider-Man movie, so let's get it. We're going to do our little uh, State of the Marvel Universe 2, uh, the Electric Boogaloo. So uh, first things first, Krabs, welcome back. Glad to be here. Uh, it's, you know, been waiting on this for a little while, but uh, happy to be no, here. I'm, I'm glad we got you at the last possible minute that you literally could do this. <laughs> yeah, someone yeah, exactly. took forever to see Far From Home. So. Yes, I did take a little too long to see it. I had meant to see it the day it came out. I was um, in Daytona when that happened, and I just kind of got lazy. I went to go see other movies, and other shows started premiering, and I just started looking for jobs and doing other things. And I forgot this movie was even out, to be quite honest, until about a week ago. I was like, wait a second. I, I do need to still see this. So well, uh, let's. So the last thing we talked about when it came to Marvel I, was Captain Marvel. Um and so now we have since then Endgame. we've had season six of agents of shield um and far from home and marvel has announced uh a whole new slate of movies i believe this is stage four phase four yeah phase yeah, four phase one four. Also, pardon <laughs> me they pretty much said that in uh the new far from home movie also which i was really i, I like them poking fun at themselves with it um yeah that was good yeah it was great uh but anyways i mean first things first let's talk Endgame. so 
Um, you know, I've had a lot of time to um, like, you know, kind of let this movie settle in. And I know at first I was texting all my friends saying, wow, I've never been so let down by a movie in my life. But now looking back at it and everything, I mean, I'm it's not my favorite Marvel movie, but I definitely allow it to exist, which thank God I do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank, thank God you allow it. I wouldn't be here cool. if you didn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so basically, you know, and obviously I probably should have let in with this. Is, like, I'll probably say it on the actual show that there are spoilers here. But I mean, if you're not caught up and you're still listening at this point, like, you know, this is your last chance. It's this been, is your last chance. Okay, like for Endgame spoilers, it's been three months. Yeah. They yeah, have been home, literally showing... They've literally been showing spoilers in commercials. Yeah. So let's let, let's start with the, this first. Which part of the movie got you the most erect? Let, let's ask that first. Oh, in Endgame? I don't think, I don't yeah. think there's even a question. Yeah. It was Avengers Assemble. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or actually, maybe this is debatable because it might also have been when Cap picked up the hammer. <laughs> that the was whole, like when the hammer starts three. sparking and caps oh. that grabs it that was that was it for me as that as... final battle was amazing yeah like as soon as they came back uh from or as, as soon as hulk snapped from then on the rest of the movie was like my it favorite. was a roller coaster just going nuts. My favorite point. hour or 45 minutes of a movie that I will probably ever see in my life just so many good moments from thor getting his all like his armor back or whatever when like the lightning came down he was like let's kill him properly this time to cap picking mm-hmm. up the hammer to avengers assemble and the whole like two minute build up where the music was intensifying oh my god so, it was, oh, it was i mean it was perfect there was not was. a better way to end like a 22 movie yeah. extravaganza that was incredible I, I absolutely agree. I mean, the thing is, you guys say it's an hour. It did not feel that long. That battle just was so fluid the entire time. It did yeah. not feel like I was sitting there for an hour watching that, like, that final 2014 Thanos uh, battle. Like, that was that was nuts. I I really at least will say Marvel's on their shit with their, with their special effects and their choreography. I mean, as if they ever haven't been. I feel mm-hmm. like I've never seen a Marvel movie been like, wow, that those special effects stunk. Like even their TV shows, the special effects are fantastic. I don't know. The special effects in Black Panther in that last fight were not awesome. We don't talk yeah. about that, that last fight. <laughs> I mean, like the movie was great, but that last battle was ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is really funny because the battle um with uh Black Panther and um Claw's men and I forgot where that took place. I think it was um well, it doesn't matter Korea? where it took place. Like Korea? Yeah, Korea, yeah because that fight scene within there um was one of my favorite fight scenes in any Marvel movie. I thought the the cinematography was wonderful for it. Um and then they just have that at the end, it was kind of eh, bogus. Yeah. But I mean you know they they've been able to at least incorporate. I, they did a good job incorporating all the the characters. Of course, there was the um the scene in Endgame with uh with all the female Avengers assemble, which was oh. very <laughs> copy hey, girl, and paste. Girl power. It was. I, I mean, mean it was hey, a little I'm idiot, very pro but... girl power. I'm very you know like you clearly just copied and pasted this into the movie. I it was. I still thought it was cool. I mean, it was definitely heavy handed. No, cool. I mean. Kind of unnecessary, but it was cool. It was definitely a cool moment. Yeah, it was definitely no, it was definitely awesome. Like, I mean, first of all, Captain Marvel is, is dumb OP, and as soon as anything was going wrong, I'm like, well, okay, she's got to show up sooner yeah. or later, right? Like, 
definitely got to show up now, right? And I was definitely enjoying it when, you know, just everything explodes. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Now shit's about to go go mm-hmm. right. But that again, that battle was fantastic. The movie itself was set up wonderfully. I mean, like, you know, the whole time travel aspect, I'm not a big time travel guy because it's so hard to get these right in movies and shows. And I just watched Legion, and that's pretty much what they did the entire final season was time travel, and I'm furious right now. I'm still trying to cope with how that show just ended. Yeah, but, if anyone um, wants to follow Anthony's Twitter uh, rampage, yeah. follow him at. Uh, it's not a rampage. It's more of a <laughs> I, I need I need proper answers to why I just spent three years watching a show where nothing mattered. Um, I remember when the trailers first came out for that show, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> it's so good. It was it was unlike anything else I've ever seen on television, and still, just they they needed one more season. It felt like the writers didn't have that. But I'll get into. Uh, legion banter later um but still on endgame though i absolutely loved uh all the going back in time and kind of like coming full circle with their characters yeah. you know time what heist. i mean what's up time heist oh yeah oh, no, time, time, yeah, heist. No, time heist is great um i mean when you saw tony with his dad i mean that was pretty much like you know red flag he's dead he's already um, dead yeah so here's uh, my thing with with endgame because like people always want to talk about you know which one was better, Infinity War or Endgame? Um, Infinity War. And I think, I think, well, here's my thing, is I think the difference between the two is how much you were actually invested in the characters. Um, because mm. if you are, like, a casual Marvel fan, like, you know, you, can, you, you like the movies, you see them all, but you don't really get super invested in the character arcs and everything, then Infinity War was definitely better because it was a better, you know, it's a story, it's a plot-driven movie. But then Endgame was 100% just wrapping up each of the original six Avengers story arcs, and it did it perfectly. I, I mean, every character had a had a perfectly beautiful, is satisfying not ending. the perfectly is not which the, the which term. character would you say didn't have a good like ending to their arc? I'd I mean, say Hulk. I think that yeah, Hulk. <laughs> kind of weird. I don't know what Hulk's arc has been. He became hipster Hulk. You know, I just so Hulk's whole thing though has been like struggling to come to terms with being the Hulk. No, I understand that. He he just decided so, best of both worlds here. It worked. I will say yeah. they did a good, like a great job with all the six. I just want to call it like perfect for yeah. Because like, I was also kind of like, okay, well, N- Natasha's dead. Yeah, and... which is, I mean, like, what else would you do with her? True. I don't know. I Make I mean, a yeah, I guess... movie coming out in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm excited for that movie. Not not just for the fact that it's a Black Widow movie, for the fact that Hopper is in that movie playing a character named Alexi. And if you watch Stranger Things season three, you understand that reference. <laughs> um, but anyways, no, uh, I mean, I don't know, because I, I don't think I'm so much upset with like Natasha's whole uh, circle with her and Clint. It was more just the Soul Stone, I think, pissed me off more than anything else in the movie. Like wow. the Soul Stone did nothing; it was just a plot device to kill off yeah. characters. Yeah. And what if you've read the comics? Like I haven't read the comics like like very thoroughly, but I know what the Soul Stone does. And you've told me this before, also, Andrew. Like, you know, just like it's the most powerful stone. It literally can create its own pocket universe. Mm-hmm. It it talks to the other stones. It can control the other stones. And it's just like I mean, I sound like Thanos now. I destroyed the stones with the stones. <laughs> um. Uh, but no, I just felt like they really wasted the power of the stones in the movies. And again, I understand, like, you know, that should have been probably brought more up in Infinity War than Endgame. But still, I would have liked to have had 
an explanation to what the fuck the soul stone does besides be a plot device. Yeah. Um, I think though, the whole thing with the soul stone is, I mean, I guess you, you, you could have done it in some way, but it would have been really difficult because mm-hmm. the soul stone is so much different than the other ones. Like people get mm-hmm. space, time, power, yeah, spa- you know, illusion like or whatever ether it is. Yeah. But like the soul stone is so like ambiguous. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a really tough one to, to just mind stone was pretty straightforward. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you all think we've seen the last of the Infinity Stones in the MCU? I hope uh, so. I mean, they've been reduced. They've been reduced to ashes or atoms. Atoms. I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I could see them doing like a callback to one, but I don't think we'll see. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think we'll see another. Uh, There'll never be anything in the Marvel universe probably as powerful. But then again, it's the Marvel universe. They'll they'll figure something out. But like Doctor Strange, like, is he just gonna? Well, yeah, there's a, yeah. They, they, I mean, they Phil? have confirmed there's a multi-universe <laughs> in, in like multiverse, and that's mm-hmm. like pretty much with the, the new Doctor Strange movie that's coming out. Yeah. There probably is a universe, you know, somewhere out there that What's still the has the Infinity Stones, and that could come into play. Interesting. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I would hope that that's not the end. I I like the the uh, Infinity Stones driven plot. It's really interesting. I feel like that they've done it. I think it was great. Sorry, go ahead. I'm glad they like. I'm sad that it's over just because it was so good. But I don't think they should go back to that because yeah, I feel like I it's kind of a cop out. Yeah. However, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in like Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. he goes into another universe and gets the Time Stone or something, so where he can use that for like a fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think yeah. we'll see like. The Aether again, Soulstone again. I think we're done with. All oh, well, I don't want to see the Aether again. I've had enough of that from one <laughs> angry sludge. Movie. Is, uh, the angry sludge. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Well, it is a Disney franchise, so I mean, they do own Star Wars, and they're about to fucking reamp the Death Star for a fourth time. So oh, I mean, God. you know, I sure. I'm not ruling anything out with these time stones. I mean, I almost didn't rule anything out with Tony Stark being really dead. Like, I was watching this Spider-Man movie, I'm like, I'm just waiting to see if maybe Tony Stark shows up. That would have wow. sucked. Yeah, I see, mean, I dude, like, really sucked. My... Tony Stark dying was so, so much harder than I thought. I knew it was happening, and it still fucking hurt. My mm-hmm. thoughts on Infinity War vs. Endgame was, I think I liked Endgame better overall. I liked Phase, or I liked Act 3 of Endgame better oh, than yeah. every... Well, yes every other thing but infinity war as a movie just because action packed throughout the whole time plus the bad guy never wins yeah yeah and he won <laughs> mm-hmm. and which it was, was so, very rare those like five minutes where everyone was fading away you're like oh my god who's next it was just so great yeah, yeah I mean, was infinity like... war is an is a great movie i mean just i mean introducing the best villain that the mcu's ever had yeah. and might ever have mm-hmm. you know i don't know how you top thanos as a villain Galactus, baby. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> One day. I mean, we got to Galactus in personality, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm but sure like, Josh Brolin will come back. I would <laughs> not be surprised if uh, the, you know that What If series they have? Yes. Mm. Yeah. I, like, I hope that one of the uh, the episodes is based on what if, like, Tony wouldn't have been able to get the Infinity Stones off. 
of uh oh, yeah. in that final fight and then he actually does snap and like what's the fallout of that like how the does he create his own universe you brought everyone back from the yeah. blip and then they're all gone again and they're all everyone's dead <laughs> i uh i saw this this great theory um i don't remember where it was but they were talking about how when thanos destroyed the stones um at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. he also created galactus as like a backup Ooh. plan basically because he knew that you know there's always the possibility that someone could go and fix what he'd done. So he mm-hmm. basically created Galactus as like an insurance policy, basically. Mm. Um, mm, that's an interesting theory. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool because that'd be a, that'd be an easy explanation <laughs> as to where it comes from. And it do wouldn't you think, take too much extra stuff. Do you think <laughs> Thane is ever going to show up? Who? Thanos' son, Thane. Oh, no. I didn't even know he had a son. Yes, no. I I was re- I was doing some research to see how they would. This was right after Infinity War. I was trying to like learn about the background of Ebony Maw because I was really interested in like what he was. Mm-hmm. And um, I read about Thane, and he in one of the um series actually ends up killing Thanos himself and entrapping him in like some kind of ember or some shit and taking oh, wow. over the Infinity Stones himself. And that's where Adam Warlock comes in and kicks his ass. Which eventually we have to get Adam Warlock. Like oh, that, we're getting him so for that. In, in for sure. Guardians three. Um, I'm actually really excited for the Eternals movie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll we'll definitely hop into all the um the upcoming movies really really shortly. Um, any I, I want to finish up Endgame and then go into Spider Man, uh, and then go into uh the movies like coming up after that because there's yeah, so yeah, much too. shit they've announced. Yeah. Um, but what else from Endgame? I want. I mean. Talk about Tony's death. I okay. So the biggest problem I had with Endgame was their inconsistency with the timeline. Um, <laughs> and this is my problem with time travel with every yeah. time travel movie except for like Looper. I think I, which is ironic because a lot of people have the most problems with Looper when it comes <laughs> to time travel movies. And I was like, no, this is correct. This is how a time loop works. Um, so my problem was that basically by. Um, interacting so much with the past they've created a new timeline essentially where I mean Loki has escaped Mm -hmm. so essentially you have basically erased the events of Thor 2 Thor 3 with Loki's escape essentially you have also Um, now created a kind of just a a rift in your own space time at this rate so the timeline that we're and then Thanos obviously showing up in 2014 Thanos time traveling to the future has created now in that universe that Thanos existed in where Loki has escaped and everything. There's no more Thanos. Thanos is gone. So then gardens and galaxy don't matter. Like you have all these things that now you've changed the outcome of this in that universe. So essentially in this universe, now you have captain America goes back in time, right. And decides to Mm -hmm. live his life. Like my problem with that is if he had done that in a separate universe, which it is what it has become, basically Captain America would not show up at the end. And if they had just done it where Cap does not show up and instead um, Falcon is reading a letter written by Cap, I would have had no problem with him and like, yes, this is fine. Sure, we have this crazy timeline, but literally because Cap shows up at the end, it just killed everything for me. And again, I'm going into some crazy nerd time travel physics shit that I don't even understand. But, like, I mean, that had to bother you a little bit, I feel like. Wait, right? so you're like, saying that when Cap, like, showed up, he showed up, uh... 
Because if he's time traveling to return the stones from the universe where they took the stones in which Thanos has come from, it's a different universe because then in this universe – See, I'm even confusing myself now. Yeah, we're going down a rabbit hole here. Captain America should not exist in this universe is my point. Captain America should not be there. Like, you know, he should. I agree. It should be. That was that was like I I get it. Thought that he like. uh, It was literally put in there just so the no, I don't think I will meme could exist. I thought that he had changed universes or somehow. Here's my thing with that though: is if he had changed universes, wouldn't he have had to come back through that same portal? Not yes, necessarily. Sir. I mean, they, if, unless they explain that, they could very well just be like he came back some other way to this universe. Um, but I see what you're saying, Rotolo, where like it doesn't really fit with the you've whole created too many thing. timelines. You've yeah. created just too many different timelines. But at the same time, I mean, in I mean, because I'm trying to think from uh like the far from home thing where like you know Mysterio is like, oh, I'm from Earth eight three eight, and you're from six one six, but he's not so. It's like, is that even real? Is he full of shit? I mean, I know that Earth 616 is a real thing that is in the comics, like, you know, the mm-hmm. Earth that they live on. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. It, it confused me a little in that one, too. But either way, that was my only – time travel in movies are so confusing. Tough. It shouldn't exist. So you guys want to yeah. talk some Spider-Man? Or you yeah. guys want to still talk some Endgame? Yeah, I'm ready to talk Spider-Man. All right. So I loved, I'm so glad I finally saw this. I am sad it took me this long. Very enjoyable. Every yeah. little piece, like even the goofy shit, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was really nervous about going from, you know, Endgame and the scale back to a, you know, singular focus superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was well done. It was, it was certainly not to the same scale as, as an Avengers movie. Oh, absolutely not. Um, but there was an it, Avengers level threat. <laughs> there was an Avengers, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was enjoyable. You know, mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't, I, it, it's tough to be like, I loved it and it was incredible after watching Endgame. No, it was very um, enjoyable. But I thought it was really, really good for what it was. Exactly. And this is, I believe, the same director that did uh, Homecoming too. So it had the exact mm-hmm. same vibe. And yeah, like yeah. I knew what I was getting myself into and I was really enjoying it. I honestly love Zendaya. She was very, very fun in the movie. Yeah. And so and obviously, you know, Tom Holland is just he's my favorite Spider-Man now. I think it's like I can officially say he has become my favorite Peter Parker Spider-Man combo at this rate. Like, I don't know like how you guys feel about it. I, See, I was too young to watch the original Tobey Maguire. Those movies were and, electric in theaters. Andrew Garfield, I've, I've always been like, yeah, it's alright. But mm-hmm. I never... So like, Tom Holland's my first actual I've seen every movie when they came out type of Spider-Man, and I have enjoyed it very much. So The thing is that what everyone says is like, okay, Tobey Maguire is a great uh, Peter Parker, not a good Spider-Man. Like Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. is not a good Peter Parker, great Spider-Man. Tom Holland is able to encompass both into a good Spider-Man and a good Peter Parker. Makes sense. He's super fucking awkward, but he's also like a very inexperienced hero that is trying to do too much at once. And it gets him into these situations, but he's also learning and growing like a like you know a 16 year old teenager would and it's honestly i i really enjoy spider-man stories more than i had enjoyed per like you know say maybe like an iron man 3 or like you know half the thor movies yeah pretty much all the thor movies until thor 3 
I think it also helps that he's not played by a 35-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that does help. You yes. know? <laughs> and he's not doing Makes any weird shit in New York City, like dancing around and mm-hmm. showing up at his ex's bar, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Woof. So Spider-Man. Man, we, all were, we were ready for Spider-Man 4, too. We were, yeah. we were about ready to let Sam Raimi do it to us. <laughs> oh, God bless. Um, I think Home... Or, not Homecoming. Far From Home had probably my second favorite scene ever in the FSU or not FSU. Wow. 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 Someone's wow. ranked football season. Wow. Someone's very ranked football season. MCU. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, being that one scene where he was designing his suit, his, his oh, new suit. Yeah. And then Happy was like, you take care of the suit, I'll take care of the music. And then Back in Black started playing. Oh, I man, just started. I love Led Zeppelin. I, yeah, and then that, I like legit had tears that was that yeah, was a great. That scene. was awesome. I was just watching. I'm like, man, he's this, he really is just fucking like yeah. Tony Stark's kid, and he's mm-hmm. not, but he is. It was just so good, and I was so happy. Like nostalgia plus, I love the music, and the I love mm-hmm. what's happened was just so funny because I it, I it like was just wonderful. Not a ton. Like if you're not in the classic rock, like that joke doesn't really hit hard because yeah. you're like, oh, it is it. Is it Led Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I burst out laughing at that point. I was yeah, like, I was, I was like, oh, this is, this is amazing. And then oh, that final uh, fight, though, where he, like, stopped. He was about to get shot in the head. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, and, no, like, that caught me off guard. I was like, I was oh, like, yeah, no, you destroyed all the drugs. Nope, there's still one. I was like, that was that's dark. Good. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. literally Jake Gyllenhaal almost executed yeah. a child on television. Yeah. On, like, yeah. You know, he he also tried to get him run over by a train too. Like, well, he did get run over by a train. You know, he tried, like doesn't kill him. He fucked him up a few times. Oh yeah, no, all those scenes where basically you're in Mysterio's world was so awesome. Like again, mm-hmm. that is just like Marvel, like the, just the MCU, just kill, killing it with its special effects when it's not a Black Panther movie. Like it's really <laughs> just. <laughs> And it's also, like Doctor just, Strange. Oh, sorry. They go get on. the character. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, no. Jake Gyllenhaal was a fantastic Mysterio. It was. It. Was, I, I thought it would be really tough to do Mysterio, and because like he's got kind of cheesy, you know, campy abilities. Oh, he's got the goofiest voice of all time in the Spider-Man video game. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they they like make it work, which was. Cool. Oh yeah, no. You know, they made him like a legitimate threat. Which they was pretty, humanized uh, him impressive. while also like you know making him like oh shit this guy could fuck everything up real quick and his motive was great it was a, again, another fantastic motive i mean spider-man has had two villains that both have fantastic motives and drives and backstory and it just yeah. all makes sense it's once again they hate tony stark typical of pretty much almost every mcu villain <laughs> And yeah. Spider-Man has to clean up Tony's mess almost. It's just, it, it, it all just kind of sum, summed up pretty well into that. But I loved the back, the, like, the big reveal in the middle of the movie when he gives um, Jake Gyllenhaal Edith. And you just see, like, all, like, the, the cloaking happen. And then they reveal who they actually are. And they show the guy getting yelled at by Jeff Bridges. And I stood up, I almost, like, stood up. I was like, What? <laughs> that was the big twist for me right there getting some characters back from the first fucking mcu movie yeah i i did think that that was cool that they got all those guys back um oh, I yeah no the way i love they that. did it though in the bar where he's like explaining his plan piece by piece i thought that a was little a little goofy weird. but i allowed it because uh, i needed it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> it's it, yeah, that, that's fair yeah 
it's it was like, necessary. Yeah, it, it was a little, it, it was a little uh, goofy, but I wanted it. Uh huh. Like I know what I go into these movies wanting. <laughs> um, I know what I'm about. I know what I'm about to get my fucking self into. Like I know what <laughs> I know what's about to happen here. Uh, I mean, other than that, though, I mean, I, I it was overall very. I I can't rank these movies anymore. There's just too many of them. There's too many, and they're most of them are just so good that like yeah. yeah. There's I only can definitely like rank like a bottom five. But oh, easy. That's easy. <laughs> besides that, they're all like. I mean, I have my favorites and whatnot, but. You know, I didn't like Iron Man three for the longest time. I went back and rewatched it. It's, it's a little more enjoyable. I'd say it's it in the bottom half. I don't know where. It ranks. Well, yeah, it's in the yeah. bottom half because yeah. it has literally no scale of like you know the impact yeah. other than on Tony Stark's life. But like, mm-hmm. you know, other than that, it's a good. It, it, it honestly built more character in that movie than most of the other Avengers movies. So necessary, sure. I guess. I mean, it's not like anything that happened in that movie besides Tony r- removing his uh, his uh, chess wow. piece, little chess piece, yeah, has really yeah. come back to play. But I mean, it's Marvel. I'm sure in like ten years, uh, well, you know, when Shang Chi comes out again, yeah, Shang Chi. That movie's called oh. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or whatever. Ten so Rings, yes. That'll that, it'll I probably have believe. some tie back. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I um. I, I had never heard of Shang-Chi before, so I wasn't really that excited about it. But when they said they were actually going to bring in the Mandarin, I am fully, fully in. Marvel can do oh, no yeah. They've that's got my money. Great. I did not realize yeah. they were bringing back the Mandarin. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's very interesting. interesting. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Okay. So yeah. speaking of Phase 4, what we have here, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia right now. So uh, I guess I guess Far From Home was still technically Phase 3. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like right, how so ant-man was like the you know prologue to phase two i guess yeah, yeah that does make sense all right so what we got here we got black so next year we got black widow the eternals then we got mm-hmm. shang chi and the legend of the ten rings the next year with doctor strange and the multiverse of madness that's the one i am uh most excited for and then after is thor love and thunder and i'm sure there will be more movies um added to that i know they were they talked about a blade movie yeah oh yeah blade's coming captain marvel 2 is coming Mm -hmm. black panther 2 is coming guardians 3 yeah so i don't know the years i'm pretty sure they said probably should update as well I think they said that those movies, like Cap- uh, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, and then Fantastic Four and X-Men, are all Phase 5. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what the... Did, did you just say X-Men? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they've They're, already So Disney bought out, are... uh, bought out X-Men. Great. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah. They got Fox, well, I'm glad got we got the R-rated movies. Logan movie when we got it. So that that's good, mm-hmm. at least. And we'll get Deadpool, hopefully, still rated R. They'll keep it rated R. They wouldn't be able to sell tickets if it wasn't rated R. Yeah, like, oh boy, I can't wait for this PG-13 version of Deadpool not saying fuck. Gosh (laughs) darn it. Andrew Luck got hurt again. (laughs) Oh my god. See, I've been keeping my mouth shut about what's been going on in football. I just, I I, like, I'm watching the Jets and Giants. I just check Twitter and I see him trending and I'm like, ah. Buddy, Andrew Luck (laughs) might actually be a huge bust. Like, I don't know. he's, He's just made out of glass. Dude, I don't feel bad that the Breakable. Dolphins didn't suck for that draft. Literally, everyone sucks except for Russell Wilson and RG three. He's still gonna uh, turn it around. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not allowing. <laughs> yeah, once uh, him and Gretna are allowed to Greta, <laughs> Greta. I don't know her name. Yeah, yeah but actually, 
of the movies that have been announced so far in Phase Four, my the one I'm most hyped about is for sure Doctor Strange because yeah. not only he's is he going to be in it, but uh, so is Scarlet Witch, and I love me some Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, no, Elizabeth Olsen's fantastic. Although I'm getting a little, I don't know about her. Uh, her accent's been pretty. Her accent, her accent still sucks. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It, it, gradually. <laughs> thank God they've been like transitioning more to like. Okay, she's been in America. She's learned yeah. proper English, but um, I don't know. Uh, she's the, cool, and I'm the glad TV the series gonna... are interesting though that they're coming out. Yeah, yeah, and I know you have Disney Plus, right? Andrew, I'm gonna get it for sure. Yes, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's <laughs> no ne- all these shows are making me want to get it because yeah. literally only for that. I don't I really watch anything else Disney related. That uh, cool. it's like $12.99 a month, mm-hmm. you get Disney Plus and Hulu, yeah, and that's I want to Spotify. Made. Oh, yeah. fuck. Well, I guess I'm getting Disney Plus then. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I already exactly. have Spotify and Hulu, so I might as well just connect all three. Disney, and that was Disney an is, uh, that. Disney's killing it right now. They're going to. No, Disney is killing it, and that's the problem. If they keep buying everything, I'm never going to be able to have any variety. They're going to own everything. That. That's okay. They're going to just keep. They're going to be like. Like the, the, the villain in Thor, Love and Thunder, will just be the fifth rendition of the Death Star. Awesome. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I be, who, that would be a very ambitious crossover. Who is going to be the villain in that movie? Does anyone uh, have any what? clue? The new Star Wars movie? I, no, Love and Thunder. I have no idea. No clue, dude. I mean, they're going to start introducing villains I never have heard of in my life, and yeah. I'm yeah. here for them because they're probably like, all the Spider-Man ones are still, you know, waiting. But oh. besides that, like Galactus, maybe Doc Ock. I'm here. Adam I'm Warlock. So um, give me Doc Ock and Carnage and turn them both into Monster Ock and then you can just end the entire MCU <laughs> with that just 45 minutes of Spider-Man just in tunnels just running away from Monster Ock and I'm still here for it I'm a dope. these shows though I'm so excited for, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier are, is going to be fantastic because I fucking love both those actors yeah I'm and, not going to lie I'm more excited for that TV series than I am for either movie coming out that year <laughs> the thing is or any of these? I think one of these is animated, though. What if is animated? Yeah, what if is always is all animated. Well, well that's fine because the they can people. do so much more with it. They can do so yeah. much more with it then. Which okay, as long as the animation isn't like Star Wars Legends, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be uh, that's animated. But the other ones, it's Hawkeye. What if Loki? I mean, Loki. I'm, I'm curious. Gonna that's great. gonna follow. That's going to follow that new timeline that I was yep. talking about. So that's interesting yeah. to me, at least. And then, so, not going to lie, WandaVision, I'm like, yeah, about. I can take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know I'll watch it, but mm-hmm. it's it's not really going to have any significance if I had he... to guess, just because Vision's, you know, dead. And no. Like, it's like why I'm not hyped for Black Widow that much. It's like, I, I, right. like, I love how. She's already Falcon dead. Hands finally getting her movie it's but she's already dead um so. what is eternals actually about though um eternals is i'm trying to think call back it's to like the... um so basically in the comics i don't know how they'll do it in the movie um but in the comics the eternals are thanos is an eternal um yes okay they are like i can't remember if they were humans or what but i know that they were experimented on by the kree and that's how they became immortal. These, dude, oh. this, 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 like these actors and actresses in this, like, this is a oh, very interesting combination cast. of people. You got Angelina Jolie, 
Then you got Kumail Nanjani. And for anyone who doesn't know who that is, he is from um, Silicon Valley and Stuber. Um, you have Selma Hayek in it. Very yeah, intrigued by this. Cast. Yeah, this is really interesting. Um, man. They all have like Thanos type names, though, like Fastos, Fret, Sprite. Oh, nice. Sprite? Sponsored by Sprite. <laughs> Athena, <laughs> Akaris. Like, They're leaning into I mean, the uh, promotional stuff. <laughs> the director is Chloe Zhao, and I'm trying to see what she's done real quick here. Um, oh, she was in the running to direct Black Widow and got, did not get that. Yuck. Let me just see what she's done real quick. But yeah, other than that, I mean, the phase four, like, I mean, Marvel has encompassed me so well that this rate, I'm not worried too much about what right. they are doing. Cause it's like, they haven't fucked up yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, 2020 for the most part. Yeah. I was 2020 for me is kind of like, not a gap year per se, but like, I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm not expecting too much, but like 2021, you got like Shang Chi, Doctor Strange and Thor all in the same year. That's going to be a big year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think Eternals is going to, is going to be surprisingly good. Yeah. Cause there's really no, like, no one really knows what to expect. So, I mean, it, this has like a clean slate almost. Right. It's like Guardians was back in 2012. Yes. And Guardians 14, is one of my out. favorite uh, MCU movies of all time. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Please. Uh, this computer is really giving me some issues. Uh, I don't know. Anymore, I, th- I just saw Michael Rapaz's face on IMDb, and I'm not gonna allow that to exist. <laughs> um, ooh, maybe this has something to do with Adam Warlock in here too. Uh, she has done movies I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, well, it's like Taika Waititi, you know. Just no, a, but uh, he's done stuff that I had heard of before uh, Thor really, three. Because like, what we do in the shadows is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Like hands down, one of the funniest. Um, it's a mockumentary about vampires living in New Zealand, and it's so <laughs> fucking funny. Like Andrew, I'm telling you, it's on Amazon Prime. Take an hour and a half that. out of your life to watch it. You'll you won't regret it. Um, and Fly to the Concords, which was also oh, hilarious. I, I loved that show that. as a kid. Yeah, no, I, I when I was like younger, like I was like, yeah, this show is like very like dry, and I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, okay, so. That's intriguing. Uh, Kevin, you don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? No, I do not. I've never watched a Marvel uh, TV show before, so I'm oh, going that's to That's the one you should start. A little bit Punisher. out of the loop in what you're about to say. <laughs> the Punisher is fantastic. If you have, like, you can on, like, well, no, you really can't watch The Punisher without seeing Daredevil Season 2. Would you say that you could watch The Punisher without Daredevil Season yeah. 2? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you could. Okay. You don't really need to see it. Well, you should though. See, Daredevil season one and season two are both fantastic. I haven't if I get around to them, I will for sure let you know. <laughs> um, but Krabs, you haven't finished season six yet. Have not finished season six yet. I, I uh, like Hulu just passed where I had. Uh, yeah, that's so tough. Hulu really needs to be on their shit with like keeping the episodes on there. Okay, uh, I won't go too much into it, but. Them. <laughs> look agents of shield has been unreal if you haven't seen that show and you uh, like really enjoy like the marvel cinematic universe it is very good it used to follow the movies really really well like it would actually have like little tidbits like i know in like yeah, the season, hydra thing and see yeah the hydra turn in season two they showed um like a secret mission that fury was building which uh was like one of the um Fuck it, helicarriers, I think it was, um, or something. 
mm-hmm. can't remember. They talked about Thanos in season five, but then it just split from the universe. From pretty much what I've gathered, um, this universe is separate from the cinematic universe now. It took oh, a no turn shit. somewhere after season four. After season four, uh, something split, and it has to do with the time travel. Which, oh. again, Mar- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did time travel. I, I mean, I really have to look more into it. But the time travel thing that they've been able to encompass into the show works so much better than the movie. They have yeah. not only explained it properly, they filled every plot hole. And that's the one thing that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has done. Because there was an episode in season one, and it, there is a cliffhanger at the end of it. And this was not brought back until season five. And when they brought it back, it became the main encompass of the show. And it was unreal. Like how they did it. It was so fucking good. It brought back callbacks that you almost didn't even realize existed. It brought back characters you hadn't seen in a long time. Like the show is so good. Like it is, it just, it's like a fine wine. It just got better with age. <laughs> it's a fine wine. It's dude. Cause season one was a CVS bottle that you could get for three yeah. bucks. And it was just like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Once the Hydra turn happens, I'm telling you, if you can watch that show and just manage to get through 15 episodes of just what the fuck am I watching? Like, you will not be upset once you get to that Hydra turn, I promise you. Um, True. And I'm not spoiling anything because you know that they that the Hydra turn happens. Or you should know. <laughs> you should know. Um, I mean, there's so many other good shows. I mean, we just talked about a lot of the shows that are out. Um, you know, obviously kind of different branch of Marvel Legion is over, but yeah. God rest his soul. That. <laughs> no, actually a lot of people do watch it. I noticed, um, just, they don't really, they just were not talking about it as much. The subreddit was like blowing the fuck up with the episode subreddit. last night. Um, but if you want a show that is artistic more than anything else, Legion's your show. Like, if you've seen Fargo and you liked Fargo, watch Legion. Um, what else is there? I've never seen Runaways. Oh, Runaways kind of sucks. Um, oh, the comic my ex-girlfriend was liked that, and I was just like, why? Yeah, You don't watch any of really the other good. movies? Um, I read it when I was, uh, like, in high school or whatever, but um, the show is very, oh. very campy, you know, yeah. very much like ABC Family kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's like a freeform show that just is a Hulu yes, original. That's exactly that's exactly what it's um, like. Um speaking of ABC original or ABC family, I feel like Cloak and Dagger was like that too. Another but, one that really sucked. Oh, uh, you didn't like it? Did not like it at all. Yeah, that's a shame. Like sometimes Marvel has more of these snoozers, but they're mostly TV shows. Like we do not mm-hmm. talk about the inhumans at all. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> Iron Fist uh Iron Fist is technically Marvel, but it's Netflix Marvel. Okay. And now Disney bought old Netflix Marvel. Which is technically, you know, still part of the MCU. No, it is absolutely part of the MCU. I mean, season one of uh, Daredevil is literally about, uh, you know, like it is directly after the invasion of New York. Mm Mm-hmm. The Um, event. The event that we don't talk about, but it (laughs) it, it was an event. Um, So anything, anything else we got that we left out? I'm sure we have a, a, a million errors. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, I, I can't. I don't know, man. We were we covered, I think, everything. <laughs> All right. Well, sick. I don't have to do any editing for this. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, Andrew, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Of course. Glad to, right. glad to come on. All right, dude. Good talk to you guys. See ya. All right. Yeah. See ya. <laughs>